Shazam? What a joke. I'm nobody. I came because I have no choice. You save my home and the people that I love. Truth. Justice. The American way. Hello and welcome to Elseworlds. My name is Jordan and with me as always is Chris. How are you today, Chris? I'm doing great. I'm doing awesome. Really excited about what we're going to talk about because all of a sudden we thought it was going to be kind of a slow news week and we got some stuff to talk about, so it should be fun. Yeah, you know, started outlining the show right after done the last show and uh, <laughs> we didn't think there was going to be any big news or anything but here it is we have main event which is going to be our uh rebirth talk but we also have some just some updates here on creature commandos as james gunn announced the cast um we already knew frank grillo was in a role for dc um he was posting about it a while ago but it was confirmed that he's actually going to be playing Rick Flag Senior. Loving it, loving it. He looks the part. I can, I can totally see it. Love and it. remember, James said these characters, if they are in animation, are in live action. So, um, if we are to see, and James Gunn clarified this too, if we are going to see Rick Flag Senior, it's going to be Frank Grillo. Now, how when he's like the same age as, <laughs> um. Joel Kinnaman? Rick Flag Jr. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Joel Kinnaman. I guess we will um, see how they, how they, I guess. But uh, <laughs> so he uh, he's playing Rick Flag Sr. We are then having Sean Gunn as Weasel. And we also have Sean Gunn as GI Robot. Okay. He had to get his brother in somewhere. And you know what? That's the most acceptable way to get your brother into something and he's yeah, going to be good at it because you already yeah you already know he can do that he was weasel right right and then we have maria bakalava who's playing princess ilana uh, rosta and that is um i think they said that's an original character okay i know well it's fitting because i know nothing about the actress and i know nothing about the character so um I, i've got no opinion on that um, I'm excited about it though because we have casting. It's just exciting to have a full cast. Yeah, Indira Varma, the bride of Frankenstein, uh, Zoe Chow as Nina, and of course Alan Tudyk as Doctor Phosphorus. Um, I love Tudyk and everything, so he does Tudyk great voices. Won me over in A Knight's Tale and Dodgeball and. I will always love the actor, and he was in uh, he was in Doom Patrol as well. And he's also uh, does a lot of voices for Disney, um, and you can't really tell it's him. That's how like he get he can really lose himself in it. So you're not gonna know that probably Doctor Phosphorus is is Alan Tudyk. Yeah, he's a um, good actor, so that that's a good yeah. casting too. Because if it's live action, you know, you know, you know, he's got the chops. But there's one that I'm really excited about. It was David Harbour. Yeah, it's Eric Frankenstein. Uh, that that to me, when you get guys like Alan Tudyk, you get um, David Harbour, you get Grillo. I you you're seeing some real casting here. This this isn't this isn't the most important DCU project, but you're getting real big castings here. And I think that's important to remember because James Gunn, everyone wants to come on board. I think it's cool. It's a different energy because nobody wanted to come on board before. Everyone was like, I don't know. Oh, you landed this actress? Oh, yeah, because they needed a job. Now it's different. 
Yeah, it, it is different. And then you have uh, Economos coming back, Steve Adji. Uh, uh, dude, I love that guy. I love that too. guy. That guy's awesome. Just and you know what? He's a cool actor. He was on uh, Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum, um, mm. and uh, he's a cool actor. Uh, so, yeah, definitely like that casting. I think it's cool that you keep the Peacemaker thing going because you're not going to get Peacemaker until after Superman Legacy. Yep, after Legacy. We'll see that. I guess we'll see them in Waller, which is before Legacy, but we will, or probably before Legacy. And then Peacemaker Season 2 is going to be 20 after Legacy, which means we will be like, what, three to four years between seasons? Yeah, it's not ideal, but the thing about it is, James Gunn's got no choice because he is entirely Peacemaker. It's his baby. So he can't he can't prioritize Peacemaker over Superman Legacy. So I, I don't know what else he was gonna do. He, there's no one you can't hand off Peacemaker to somebody else and get the same result. Well the good there's thing a, is too that that Peacemaker season one is a full story. Yeah. Right? So like it could have ended there and you need a season two. So I'll just take what I can get with that. Um, you know, it's it's so much. It's not like you're left off at like <laughs> some of these shows on like streaming services. Or let, let's take example the Flash, right? Season one and wormhole opening up and Barry having to go up and try to close it. Now imagine three to four seasons between uh, three to four years between that. That that's tougher because it's a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Your things have three, three to four years in between seasons with big cliffhangers. Peacemaker didn't have that, so technically, yeah, it's not going to be that big of a miss, I think, for a couple of years. Especially, we'll see him again in Waller. Maybe not Peacemaker. I don't know if Cena is going to be in Wall- Waller, but they said two Peacemakers, so maybe a couple of them or all of them. I'm not really sure how they're doing that. Yeah, it should be interesting. Um... We'll see. Uh, yeah, so let's let's look at Penguin. I have not watched this yet, but I meant to, and then I was like, I'll save my first my first view for the actual podcast the day of now. Bold, bold strategy. Yeah, let's see how it plays out. <laughs> so this is the Penguin in production teaser. They were re- they released it because changing the name of HBO Max to Max. So they want to tell a whole bunch of stuff to try to get some positive publicity. Instead, their stock went down 6%. So I guess yeah, we'll HBO see. is their best brand. I get why they didn't want to do it, though. I do. with um, They're trying to target kids, too, and parents think HBO immediately is you know adult, not, yeah. not kids. All right, here we go. I love the branding. Not of Max, but of the <laughs> Batman. The Batman branding on Penguin. Yes, 100% what you needed. Let Matt Reeves cook. The guy knows what he's doing. It's tying into the story. And you know what? I needed something because I was so obsessed with the Batman. I need something to fill that void. 
Yeah, you know, I, I think by the way that this trailer is made is it's so obvious that Matt Reeves would not have done a trailer this early if it wasn't for this Max thing. Because right. we even see like part of it's behinds and part of it is real. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, so, so that was kind of weird as like my just my first like view of it. I'm like, obviously, they don't have too much footage to work with. So, well, well it's kind of like that again. first. It's, it's kind of like that months. first trailer for the Batman. They only had twenty five percent of it shot, and they had uh, the Fandom trailer. Yeah, that trailer um, was really good, though. Yeah, like no, that trailer. That was really good. Uh, until the Flash trailer, that was the best trailer I had seen. Um, the Flash trailer blew that out of the water. Um, but the Penguin trailer, dude, that umbrella gun and the chuckle. Oh man, that that's Penguin. That that. And you know, dude, he Colin Farrell better win an award for this because he plays the penguin so convincingly that I actually care about the penguin as a villain in a Batman story. Because the penguin's usually an afterthought. Um, he's usually an afterthought. Let's be honest. The penguin isn't anyone's favorite Batman villain. If you pulled a hundred Batman fans, nobody would have he'd be pulling at two percent. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, I guess, what they do with this because, like, the, the trailer didn't get me that hyped, honestly, just because, uh, like you said, um, Penguin isn't really that. I, I really did like Colin Farrell's portrayal in it, Batman, and I'm a big The Batman fan, so uh, I'll watch whatever Reeves makes. But, like, so far, I'm just kind of wondering, like, is this story going to mean something in the long run? And and what I mean by that is just like, are we going to see Colin Farrell in part two of the Batman? Is he still act like I'm assuming this is him taking the place of, you know, capitalizing. That's how they kind of said it right on the whole left in the um, gangster sphere since Falcone. And, and what's cool is you got Salvatore Moroni yes. cast, and like you got, there's a lot of cool stuff here that, that you can chew on. And I, I'm a big fan of the Long Halloween, Dark Victory, that gang, uh, that mob kind of Batman story mm-hmm. is kind of the Batman story that I like to gravitate towards. So I, I love the world. I don't necessarily. Penguin's not my favorite, but you know, you put all of that in there. You have the uh, sister of uh, Catwoman, basically, with uh, I guess with uh, the daughter of uh, Falcone, I think. So you got some interesting things there. I'm excited about the trailer just because I just need something in that world, man. I just need something in that world. Um, I saw the trailer and I was like. Oh, take it easy, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, I, I think it'll be fantastic. It's just, I, I think I need to see a normal trailer Fair. to really get it up there in my interest. Um, Fair. They, they gave yeah. you what they had right now. They shouldn't right. have given you anything at all. And that, exactly. I think that is the problem. It is very... Because we're probably... Yeah. It's this 2024. Do you think it's first half of 2024? I doubt it. I, I think I we'll mean, probably see this thing a year from now. So here's my thought. So the Batman was October. The Batman 2, I think, is October. The so Batman was March last year. Oh, that was March. That was March. Yeah. You know, I think of it as a hol- Jesus. It, uh, it, it, yeah, October it was March. before it got pushed. Yeah. You know, I should know it was March because I saw it in theaters three times. Um, I should know that. Um, but like, it's got a March, uh, October kind of vibe. So I would bet you get it in October of 2024. Jeez, yeah, that's that's so far away. I, I remember Farrell said they're filming filming it for quite a while. So. Yeah, I, I, I think this thing is coming out later next year. So for, for me, I, I get why Max had to release a trailer for it because they're trying to get people hyped. But for, for me, it's like uh, I don't need to get hyped for something that is uh, – I don't need to see actual footage 
of something more than a year away if it's if it yeah is. this is where set photos would have done me just fine it's just like a picture here's colin farrell on the set of uh, yeah um this is you know this is salvatore moroni and the penguin something like that this is um falcon's daughter and the penguin something like that that would have done just fine for me unless if i'm wrong and is actually about a documentary on the penguin camera guys and you're seeing the makeup people <laughs> well look, look the makeup is the star of the show the makeup is yes he looks really good in it. no he does and i i'm a big fan of it i will see i you know we got a long wait 2024 is going to be a miserable year to be a dc fan though so remember We'll take anything we can get because all we got is Joker as far as movies. It's going to be a long 2024. That's kind of my issue with... Uh, okay, I, this is the best time I can talk this talk about this before we dive into Rebirth. I okay. was at a family function on Saturday. And we're talking about, you know, the Flash DC stuff. And uh, my my one that was there, uh, not related, but just you know, one of the people that were there said that that DC can really capitalize on Marvel's issues that Marvel has had recently, right? And while I think Marvel's issues are kind of overstated, I do think DC is at the perfect time to capitalize on that stuff. That's gonna so take kind of, a while. I kind of agree with that, but. This is what they said. They said what DC needs to do, and this is what I vehemently disagree with, is lean in to the rated R approach. No. And I said no. no. That's how you got Batman versus Superman. I know it was PG-13, yes, but I said we've that's exactly – we've gone down that road. What D, So everybody thinks DC is dark and gritty, but you need DC to be new adjectives. You need when you mm -hmm. say DC, you need to change the entire brand because people in the general audience do not give a flying crap about DC. They just don't care. Don't tell me that they care either, because if they cared, the box office numbers would look better. Now that you have some pandemic relief um, in there, but outside of that, it's still a problem, guys. Got to change the brand, dark and gritty. Works for Batman. It doesn't work for every character in DC, and if that's your model, you're in trouble. And Peacemaker is a perfect example of why you shouldn't go that way. Because while it was certainly not for kids, it was a story that wasn't about irreverent jokes. It just had irreverent jokes. It wasn't dark and depressing all the time. It had so much range. What it had so much heart. And like DC should be known for heart and storytelling. And James Gunn keeps saying, story is king, story is king, story is king. Characters, he cares about the characters. He's the steward, the custodian of the characters. I don't understand. I agree with you 100%. If you want to go in that direction, then you want it, uh, Abney and DeLuca to go another round with the Snyderverse. And I would have enjoyed it, but we would have gotten nowhere. Here, Here's my issue. I, and what they said, I said, it can't mark and gritty. I said, I, James Gunn is not going to do that. He's not going to go in that. He said, I, he, this guy said he wanted to see Dark Side just like rip people in half. And uh, Dark Side, rip people, no, like rip heroes in half. I said, that is not what we need. Ultimately, as I get older, I, you know, my wife and I are trying to start a family, right? And I, I want to be able to have movies with these characters that, you can that I can watch kids. with them. That I can yeah. watch, even, even if it's not my kids, my nephews. They, yeah. they can't watch this stuff right now. Yeah. And oh, say all you want about how bad Justice League 2017 is, right? But I can watch that with my family. can't watch Zack Snyder's Justice League with my family. So I right? had a co-worker who wanted... So wanted to take her grandchildren to see the Batman. And she's asking me, she's like, do you think I can take them? I said, okay, what are the ages? And it was, I think it was 12 and 9. And I was like, the 12-year-old, I think will be fine, to be honest with you. The 9-year-old, 
Depends on the nine-year-old. Um, probably not. I don't think the, I told her I don't think the nine-year-old will enjoy it. Um, but he, the nine-year-old could probably stomach it. The the mom she was a grandma. The the mom said no. They're not seeing. Um, it's a problem when Batman isn't accessible to children. Um, I feel like dark and gritty doesn't mean rated R. And I, I it just I think it's a real problem when Batman isn't accessible because Batman has his whole childhood interrupted when his parents are gunned down. He's eight when he when when he truly becomes Batman, when he makes when he makes the vow, whether he realizes it or not. He was a kid. And his emotional development was stunted as a kid. So to have that available to kids would be cool. Um, I, and, and Robin, Robin, you got to get some Robin in there. Brave and the Bold, can't wait for that. But I, I, I just don't want to close doors to fans because we've been doing that and we're not winning. We're not winning. Marvel will always win. Why? Because the door is open for everybody, no matter what. And you can say Mickey Mouse, oh, it's for kids. You can say anything you want. But sometimes the people who are pushing, oh, well, this is for children, they're toxic masculinity jerks in the first place. And that's the, the way they go about it. Not necessarily, but if you're digging for more BVS, I... I and I like BVS, but if you're digging for that to be the brand, I don't know what to tell you. Especially when it didn't work, we already knew that. Like it, it, you know, like like I said a couple weeks ago, right? We knew the demand for Batman and Superman were there because the uh-huh. opening weekend was huge. There was a demand for World's Finest. Though. Huge That's drop. The problem. Huge drop after that. The next there weekend. A, there was a demand for Tony Stark and Cap of DC. There was a demand for that. That that was what the demand was. And you know what? Sometimes when you zag when everybody else is zigging, everyone's zigging for a reason. Sometimes sometimes it's good to be an innovator, but Marvel set a really good way. Now, I get annoyed when people say the Marvel way is the only way to do it, but I have a real problem with people not taking notes and saying, you know, they're on to something because they were on to something. They they did a good job. It would be malfeasance, Chris, if you head of WB and you see Marvel making billions of dollars off characters like Captain Marvel and Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't want to do that, though. <laughs> you know, it's malfeasance. Mm-hmm. So you're right. There's a reason why people are zigging and not zagging at times. Plus, if your movies are accessible, it's a bigger chance at box office. It's a bigger chance to land and create lifelong fans. We talk about Star Wars a lot being like one of those big things. It was accessible to everyone in 1977 mm-hmm. and accessible now. And yeah. with people that ask for a rated R Star Wars movie, I, I think they're crazy because Guess what? The people that grew up with it, like my mom, has passed that down to me. I'm going to pass Look, it down to my kids, and it keeps the brand alive. If you want rated R Star Wars, Rebel Moon is coming to Netflix, and Zack Snyder will be very happy to give it to you. And I, I'm excited about Rebel Moon. I'm, I'm a fan of Snyder's work, and I want to see him be successful. But if you want rated R Star Wars, it's going to exist very soon. It just won't be Star Wars. Um, I, I Look, I'm rooting for a smaller superhero of DC to catch on the way that some of these smaller Marvel characters got on. Because now people are saying, oh, well, people are only going to go after the big movie, the big movie. Well, I'm rooting for Blue Beetle. I'm rooting for a Blue Beetle, a Booster Gold, a Peacemaker. Booster Gold, yes. Dude, all right, let's be honest. If If there was ever a relatable character for a child, Booster Gold is it. Yes. Impulse control, not there at all. Um, runs head first into things, shouldn't run head first into things. Imposter syndrome doesn't know when they're good and when they're they're wrong. The, that is that is stuff that's gold for children. That is and and there's not an adult in this world who hasn't at 
least dealt with imposter syndrome at all. Because, you know, they say you rise to the level of your incompetence. Booster Gold is basically just that. Um, I, I, Booster Gold is so relatable. I just, I'm rooting for one of these smaller characters to catch on. Because I'm tired of this narrative that they'll only come out for the big ones. Yeah. Because how about... Um, you, dude, we just saw Shazam Fury of the Gods be unsuccessful, but that was one of the best uses of budget I've seen in a movie. So how about you make a Blue Beetle movie with like 90 to $100 million responsible budget, and you, you market it, and you see what can happen, because Blue Beetle looks fun. And if you're telling me it doesn't look fun, then you don't actually like superhero stuff. Because that's exactly what we need. It looks like a breath of fresh air. Now, the problem is the Flash movie is going to happen. Everyone keeps saying it's going to pump up Blue Beetle. No, what it's going to do is that's going to set the bar to a level that Blue Beetle can't hit. That's what's going to happen. I can see that. I can see I, that. That's what's going to happen. Because we are determined to be miserable human beings who can't enjoy the things that we are given. We are determined to be miserable. I am rooting for some of these smaller projects because I'm telling you, DC... The Authority, um, Booster Gold, Swamp Thing. We're going with Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. James Gunn's plan isn't just Batman, Superman, mm -hmm. and Wonder Woman. It's just enough Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman to get Zabzolov on board. That's cool to me. So, And I'm just thinking, you know, I, I know people are probably going to listen to this and be like, well, Jordan, he doesn't always do PG-13 stuff. And I get it. The authority is probably not going to be. Oh, that'll be rated R. It doesn't have to be. Like, as long as your main characters, Superman, Batman, if they can be accessible to kids and to families, like they already said Superman's a four quadrant film. So I'm right. That's great. I just think it's dumb if you're, you know, like the Suicide Squad is my favorite one. So obviously, I like rated R stuff too. My but those theory, characters don't need to be accessible, right. you know. So my theory is the authority and Superman are going to be linked, and I think we kind of know that they're going to be two linked, two very linked things. So when Superman crosses over with the authority, I think it'll be a more four quadrant film. It'll be more like yes. a Guardians of the Galaxy vibe. When it is the authority, it'll be more like the Suicide Squad vibe. Which is exactly that, what I would think if Deadpool ever crosses over with mm -hmm. main characters in Marvel. If you he's think, going to be PG thirteen. Right. If you think Ryan Reynolds can't be funny, if you think Ryan Reynolds can't be funny and PG thirteen, you're not giving him enough credit. He can be funny in PG thirteen. I also recommend everyone to check out Welcome to Wrexham, which has uh, <laughs> which has Ryan uh, Reynolds and Rob McElhaney. Uh, buying a, a soccer team over in England, and you know they're they're pretty funny in that too. Um, well, Ryan Reynolds is just that dude. Uh, everybody loves Ryan Reynolds. I remember from a TV show on ABC called Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place. Really, I yes. I've never heard of that one. Yep, he was. It was like '90s, early 2000s. It sounds uh, like one of those Comedy Central kind of things. No, it's like a straight up okay. uh, sitcom. Uh, let's see, two guys, a girl, and a pizza place came out in 1998. It only lasted like two or three years, but okay, uh, it was good. I, I, yeah, I think I was probably just a little too young for that because I also was Nathan Fillion eight. Okay, I was eight in 98. So, okay, fair enough. You know, my parents did let me watch like normal, uh, like sitcoms and tv as a kid too so yeah we watched a lot of me and my brother watched a lot of nick at night back in the day a like i, I used nick to watch night. friends and anytime it was a sexual joke right over my head had no clue well that's well that's one of the on. things that amazes me like all the all the politics about all, oh yeah all the lgbt stuff like kids don't think about it at all guys you're the one thinking yeah. about it but we're, that's we're a whole nother podcast Rustic comedy you know part of it we yeah. don't get the word jokes or anything. Yeah, the, the stuff flies over our head, and there's another joke coming, so we'll laugh at that one. Um, I guess we should talk rebirth. Yes, let, I was, I was like, I'm like trying to find a transition for you. I was like, yeah, I don't yeah, have. You it. don't need a professional <laughs> trans uh, um, transition. We're going right. to the speed force. We're going the to negative speed force. Rebirth. 
my first time reading this was um, just a couple weeks ago. And, and I read I it a long time ago, and I read it again this afternoon. There you go. My reread was uh, every day this week. I read like an issue or two until uh, today. Thankfully, it's not a long read. Thankfully, it's because and it's a lot of action too. That that helps. Yeah, um, you know, uh, the first few pages, uh, like the first few issues, took me longer to read than the last two. The last two fly yeah. by because last two like, you're like, action. holy crap, what's gonna happen? What? Yeah. 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 But I guess I want to discuss this so real quick. Written by Jeff Johns, art uh-huh. by Ethan Van Skyver. It published from April 2009 to February of 2010. And the I, best cover of a flash book. Period. I, I really like that. I, I do. It's the best cover. It, it, I used it our just thumb, is. I made our thumbnail based off of it. So Nice, uh, nice. We did that. Um, I heard he's a cool person, though, Ethan Van Skyver. Um, but I guess this. Did you just was, say I heard he's a full person? I would hope he an is. awful person. Oh, well, oh, well. But hey, he draws a good Flash, so this <laughs> this was good. Honestly, this is one of the better Flash art books I've seen because mm-hmm. I I don't think Flash a lot of times doesn't have a ton of detail. It's it's a lot of colors and. Oh, not a lot of line work. And this is pretty good artwork, in my opinion. Uh, there, there's well, some panels that are just ridiculously cool in here. But we'll get to that. Something you said offline uh, was, you know, how, how Flash doesn't usually have, like, a premiere artist the way that, like, Batman does. Yeah, yeah. And and I think mainly it's just thinking about this over the course of that was um, – the Flash, obviously, it has very famous writers and authors and artists. But what my, I guess the main thing is, they don't have as many books as True. Batman. You know, Batman, you'll get Batman, you'll get Detective Bat Comics, Family. you'll get yeah. you know miniseries like Batman, The Killing Time. You know, uh, all of this stuff every year they're just pumping out Batman books, and. I'm guessing that gives more opportunity for some. And I shouldn't complain about that as a Batman fan. Yeah, because I would never complain about too much Batman content because I also will never be current with comics. I just I've given up on that idea. Yeah, uh, I, I'm current on some things every now and then, and it's like, <laughs> um, yeah, there's some really cool variant covers in this in the trade that I got that, mm-hmm. that has some of the covers. There's some really cool ones in here. I, I do like the art. Um, I think Iris has done really well in this one. And then I kind of like, um, let's see, there's, I kind of like Wally in this one. You know, oh, yeah. he looks like a little more mature than you usually see him. And, you know, he's got the family and all, but he looks a little more mature. And uh, the only complaint I really have about the art is Reverse Flash looks weirdly muscled. Like it doesn't make sense how his muscles work, but and it's a that's pretty much comic books. <laughs> uh, I just want to give a little bit of background on on why this story is so, you know, important. I guess is is during Crisis on Infinite Earths, which was April 1985 to March 1986 before we were born. Uh, Barry Allen's a day and becomes one with the Speed Force, and is kind of trapped there for years. And they allude to it, obviously, mm-hmm. in this book. And, and, and Wally West became the Flash, and he was the main Flash all the way up until this run. And he was yeah, so he was the Flash the whole time I was alive, up to uh, this book comes out while I'm in high school. Obviously, if- I didn't read it. Then, if but, I didn't get into the Flash for the TV show, I probably would have gotten into the Flash through Wally because those were the two avenues. It was the Wally comics and it was the TV shows. The, those were those are the things we've been exposed to in our life. And, and Wally was the Flash in Justice League, the cartoon. That's true. Yep. So that's how new at that point. Um. So I was kind of really unfamiliar with Barry Allen as a character 
and the fact that this is amazing. This is amazing. He was dead for 33 years, right? Or 20, uh-huh. 23 years. Yeah, 23 years before they brought him back, which for comics is an eternity. Now they can't hear without bringing somebody back. Uh, so I thought that was pretty. It was a death that actually mattered, basically. Yeah, he. It used to be what like nobody can come back from the. Everybody comes back from the dead unless if they are Uncle Ben, uh, Jason Todd, and Barry Allen, and then they back. So I think. Yeah, we were talking about the art, and one of the things that yeah. like I love about this, I. I'm going to kind of put it on the screen a little bit, but it looks like you're in a race. It looks like you're in the speed force. You, the light, you, a lot of the lightning. And it's just, it's a really cool effect on where you get these like 12 panels of these two pages. And it's just like, it's very intense. And you see memories popping up um, and through the lightning. And he's trying to remember Iris. As long as I remember Iris, uh, I'll be okay. And, then you just hear. Then you hear, her name is Iris, and your name, your name is Barry Allen. You need to say it. Your name is Barry Allen. Uh, that that's a powerful, powerful scene. Yeah, and, uh, J- Jeff Johns is one of my favorite writers uh, for DC. So I love, I love a lot of the stuff that he's written. So uh, this was a. No doubt about her type of thing, you know. Um, when I was like, I'm gonna buy this book because it's fairly standalone, it's it's it has such a big impact on it. And I guess something I didn't know is somebody that just knows stuff about Barry Allen just from you know hearing other things about it, I always knew his mom had died and his you know father right. was falsely in prison, so like none of that stuff shocked me in the show or anything like that. And I flash did it but it really i didn't realize it's so recent you know this book in 2009 is what actually precedence you know Uh eobard says to him you lived a whole life where your parents grew up old and i didn't realize it was such a late and he took it away he took it away and so and there's nothing more menacing than the reverse flash on this page it's just it's just, I know we talked about we're going to do favorite panels, but the splash pages of Reverse Flash in this book are ridiculous. And the Reverse Flash is just such a petty little piece of shit. And it's just so good. Like, it's just like, remember that time you fell down the stairs? And you fell down the stairs. Someone pushed you. It was me, man. It was me, Barry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just like, and it's like, but that's why I love Reverse Flash because it's petty enough to push him down the stairs at a random time at school. Yeah, like but he can't, he can't kill him. He needs him to become him, right? Like that is, like, that's yeah. one thing I really like about it. Is not like some of the Batman villains have the, they won't kill Batman just because they like the fun of it, right? Like Joker, I don't think. But there's a built-in story reason why he can't kill Barry. Exactly, and it is like, how do you be a villain so much, but you can't kill him? So go push him down the stairs. I'm gonna kill his mom. I'm gonna do this. To Eobard Thawne, Barry Allen is a fly, and he's a fly swatter, and he knows if he actually just does it, the fly swatter doesn't exist anymore. He got rid of the fly. Right. That's kind of what it is. So. It's it's such a compelling book too because you know he, he comes back and he, he's telling Hal Jordan he's like I don't every second matters I don't have any time I, I I'm not gonna go to the parties and stuff and it doesn't matter and and it it it's weird because I would think you would have the opposite reaction after coming back right. But like you can kind of see why it's caked in as the story goes on, why he thinks that way. And I really like the thing with Jay Garrick. Jay Garrick, they're like, what are you talking about? He made you the Flash, you were the Flash before him. And he's like, no, but Barry got me running again. Barry inspired me to be the Flash again, and I haven't stopped running since. 
And that's the, the connection between all the flashes. So freaking cool. And then I think you even get uh, the first uh, Green Lantern, what's his name, Alan Scott, um, in here too. So that's a lot of DC goodness. And then the stuff with Bart, the stuff with Bart, you know, is that's that's a lot of stuff too that like like if you're a flash fan you kind of get it and but like i read it when i didn't know any of that stuff and i kind of was like this is my introduction to a lot of the stuff in the flash mythos so much in the way that superman all-star superman is like the ultimate superman book this to me is the ultimate this is the all-star superman of flash does that make sense yeah yeah, that sense. Uh, and I would probably agree. This is like people will usually point to like flat, like Flashpoint, but I think obviously this is they almost go hand in hand, right? You have to, I would say, you have to read this before you can read Flashpoint. I, I think it just makes so much more sense to go this way. It really sets up a lot of the stuff that you're going to see in Flashpoint, and. You know, I, I think that just makes so much more sense to to do that. So there's this, then there's the dastardly death of the rogues. Yes, I have that book the, too. There's the road to Flashpoint, and then there's Flashpoint. And if you read it in that order, you get that visceral. This is why he's so motivated to save his mother. This is why it's a it's because that that sore has been scratched. It, it's bugging him to the point where he can't not. It you can't help but pick at it. You have to pick at it. And um, Barry, the, the thing that makes Reverse Flash such a good villain is he gets under Barry's skin. And without this, you don't really understand why. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I always knew of Reverse Flash, but I didn't really understand the dynamic that much until I really watched like the flash, you know, or watched uh -huh. like the flashpoint cartoon movie. But it, it like reading this, you know, you really kind of get way more into that. three issues to reveal that it's reverse flash, but it happens. This book flies by absolutely flies by. Mm -hmm. And I really like the way they structure it too, where you're seeing their past the present because that's going to come back around at the beginning yep. and then you also just have the fact that it um, you know the fact that it will come back around but also because he changed his past you're kind of getting the new memories from, from Barry here too Right. you know he remembers his mom being alive he also remembers her being dead and we see him going and getting like the case file and all that and it's kind of like those memories are being implanted into him because of the change, uh, you know, because it, sometimes it's tough to tell when they switched, you know, back to the past again and when they're not. But I, I think it was really cool the way that uh, I, I also I also like the stuff with Savitar. That was that was kind of interesting because we had just watched uh, a different three, Savitar. Flash. Yeah. yeah, it's like a different Savitar, and he's a Wally problem, and he's different design. And it was kind of fun for that reason. I also like the bow tie thing, where uh, Iris with the red bow tie. It's like I was thinking something more in red, and it just yeah, it's just there. The story beats in here. There's little tiny emotional nuggets of story beat in this book that they just kind of keep paying off during the whole thing um and it, it, it's what's cool about this is it's kind of everyone waxing poetic about how much they love barry and appreciate barry and barry feels this burden this whole book he never feels like a braggadocious character he feels like a burdened character a character that has to take on the world on his shoulders and that's why people love him so much So it's it's pretty intense. Yeah, and uh, you know, these I, I really I think the last three issues are what really makes it so much 
fun and, and like I said, just flies by it. You know, Jesse Quick into it, and we yeah. get uh, Max Mercury and um, all of them battling Zoom at at once here. I think that is just such a cool uh, a cool thing, and I do have picture i'm gonna go ahead and this is my favorite panel here but this okay is, this is what i got here that is that is that's wall art right there that that's yeah. pretty awesome the speech bubbles this is like perfect uh-huh. having yeah it's pretty awesome this is right when wally gives them their new outfits with yeah, some right. speed force. He gets all these new outfits for them. But. Yeah, that's one of those Wally inventions. The I can make costumes with the speed force um, thing. I, I never really figured out how that worked. Yeah, I also I don't, don't really care. <laughs> like it's, it's like cool. fine. Yeah, let's go with it. So, are you wearing lightning though? What, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how does that work? And uh, I think uh, so. I had my issue i think too uh, that's another thing i want to ask is favorite issue i think is number five i'm just trying to find the the, the cover for that one because it i didn't i didn't save it so i have to the, the google is not giving me a high quality version uh, yeah my favorite my favorite issue is pretty obvious it's when he tells him it was me that that that's 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 the crux of the story to me that's the big pinnacle moment I think that's issue five, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's so. what that's what sold me on it too. Is you just get that, like you said, the whole speech of, do you remember falling down the, <laughs> you know, do you remember? Yeah, yeah. And you're like, man, this is, uh, like you said, this guy's just so petty about it. Like you just have to go to that random moment and just like, and you know, he's just because Reverse Flash basically sits upon time. And he's just sitting there, like on like a little chair, going, "Okay, what time am I gonna annoy him? What 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 do I get the most effect? I can't kill him. Will this hurt him too much? Let's do this. Boom! It's so so petty. Like he's just, oh god, the pettiness is just—it's almost a level of pettiness that I aspire to because I don't think. It's like when you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm and Larry David is so petty and you're like, you're there for the pettiness. You're you're there for for yeah. Like it, there's this Sachenfreude that just it's it's like, yeah, I, I I get it. Um reverse flash is horrible. I'm not condoning the behavior, but there for some reason I just it's just so petty. It's there's an enjoyable quality to not being able to understand how someone would go to that wavelength. Yeah, no, I totally get it. You know, I think we can love these villains without like condoning <laughs> their action. You know, when they there's it's they're just so much fun. You know, sometimes having just a straight up bad guy who's so petty like that. Um, and I love the staff. I love the little lightning bolt staff thing. Yeah, is that a got. typical thing for him? Because I'm not so familiar. I, I'm pretty sure he had that with Flashpoint. I, I don't know if that's a... I haven't seen it in that many things. Because I but, have a book. I I have a book that like his friends... And it's a whole thing. It's a, the rogues of... Um, it's like Flash rogues. And it's all reverse Flash. And... Um, I, I, I so far have not seen him have that. So I don't um, think I, I think he had it in Flashpoint, I believe. Okay. So but I think it, I think it might be a Jeff Johns thing. Um but God, it's just it there's something about it that's so pompous. That's so pompous to have that little staff. It's kind of like the Riddler, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's like look at me, I have this little thing that I twirl around and stage braggadocious. I feel like it, it was maybe made just because they wanted her to have a keepsake of that. Okay. Right? Because maybe. To, to make it hit home a bit. Yeah, it does set yeah, it apart. It. Yeah. It does set it apart. Um, I, I'm just looking through some of these pages, and I just... I, I'm not going to say that Jay Garrick is my favorite Flash, but I love this Jay Garrett costume. I it's just so cool. 
the the old man speedster thing. It's just there's something about Jay Garrick, and I'm just like, I love it. It's so cool. He's pretty laid back, right? He's like, he's like, I got. Uh, yeah. oh, he's let me press the right button. He's like, I got right. the t-shirt. I got a pair of jeans. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you want me to talk about my favorite panel while you got the images going? Yeah, this is yeah. So, point. yeah, that's it. And and the thing that's so cool about this is you're kind of swirling in this speed force lightning storm thing, and. He can't quite get his hands on Reverse Flash. And Reverse Flash is taunting him here, and he's ahead of him. It looks like he phases through him. It's just the image is just really striking. And when you're reading it, you almost have to get like just look at the page and look at the art and then look at the words. Sometimes you read it like a steady flow of consciousness, and sometimes you're just like, this is trippy. It's just, I. It feels disorienting, and I feel like Barry would be disoriented here. So I think it's the artist doing exactly what he meant to do. Yeah, for the for the audio uh, people here, it's like uh, this is from issue five, right? Four. Oh, let me check. I think I took most most of our fifth issue yeah well we yeah we we're we're big fans of issue five uh let's see now i think it's issue four yeah okay this one might be four so yeah it's it's uh reverse flash he's got flash and max mercury yeah it's issue four and a full page and then it has like a you know a black box has three other pair of um like chris said him trying Get his hands yeah, and he's just the... falling through him. He's just yeah, he's just reaching and lunging through him like someone trying to tackle Lamar Jackson. He just gets grass. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's just yeah, and it's just Barry's got to be so disoriented and frustrated with the scene. And then you also uh, made a pull a splash page here, so I got. Oh this. yeah, it's just with the shadows, man. It's all about the shadow of the face and. The and worst I, part about this is he's smiling. He he's yeah. enjoying the shit out of this. This is his moment. He's been waiting for this. He wants to relive this moment over again. This is a guy who wants this on a loop. Yeah, and his eyes have like the the red lightning bolt in it from like the costume. Yep, and he thinks he's going to win. He's like the he doesn't even think there's a possibility that he could lose to this. He's just like I murdered your mother, Barry. Because even if he lost, he, even if he lost, he won right there. That's that's the thing. He's always gonna have his nails under the mm-hmm. skin of Barry Allen. It's it's just it's just it, it's it's funny because I I call my brother my reverse Flash um, <laughs> sometimes, and I love my brother. I have a great relationship with my brother. My brother is far from evil. He's one of the best people in the world, but he pushes my buttons so easily. And he's he gets under my skin so easily, and he takes the fun out of things. And I'm just like, stop reverse flashing me, damn it! Because <laughs> <laughs> our personalities are just so different. That's it's yeah. I have I have the cover cover of issue um, four. I just cover it is, you know. Um, the red lightning bolt of the speed force. And uh-huh. in there you see Barry in his flash costume. And then side of the red lightning bolt is Barry in his science gear uh, with the chemicals all around him. And this lightning bolt is the lightning him turns into, you know, getting his powers. So it's kind of the thing here. This is before it's also revealed that Barry and and Wally are the lightning bolt that kind of causes him to get his powers when they go back to save um, Iris. Dude, that, that's a cool cover. All right. I, I'll keep looking. I'm just like, this, this is, this is a book I can look at very easily. It's, Oh, and we got some black flash stuff in here that, you know, there's so much in here. And I'm going to share also the just two other pictures here because this is the cover I've been looking for. So I'm going to 
compare this. Okay. Um, for some reason, it won't let me upload it right now. So when we do the comic book stuff, it's a good reason to go to YouTube. When we do the other stuff, you know, if you podcast it, it's good. But this is a good show. This is a good episode to do YouTube for. Else, yeah. Worlds, a DC fan podcast on uh, YouTube. Shameless self-promotion is my favorite kind. Man, it won't let me share it now. It's disappeared. Uh, I don't know, oh, I don't no. know what happened. Which one was it? Do you know? It was cover... Uh, it, so I can find it in here, but... It was the front of issue five. I, I really like okay. issue five. Oh, the cover of share it on I guess is the famous cover from the Flash of Two Worlds, but this time the other Flash gets reverse Flash punching Barry while the <laughs> the object falls on the civilian who is asking for help. So I really love. And just like, because uh, I really like the cover of Two Worlds. Too. Yeah, I actually just bought. Uh, last time I was at the uh, my local comic shop in Reicherstown, I bought a deluxe hardcover of the Flash of Two Worlds, and I was like, that cover, that price, yeah, I got to do this. I oh. bought a fix a facsimile edition of it, so I don't have the deluxe. It's like the actual amount print it with the same ads and stuff re-released that, that's kind of cool though that, that's yeah. kind of cool yeah really cool um yeah but yeah so just, some of that I don't know, original great. stuff has some great colors too because a lot of times the colors are remastered or retooled like the killing joke if you get the absolute of it which i don't have but if you get the absolute of it, you get like because it's a short one you get like the original colors and then you have the remastered colors. A lot yeah, of people like the original colors better. Yeah, I heard that too. Um, I don't know which one I read. I forget which one I read. So I read the remastered colors. So I'm kind of interested in getting um, getting the absolute for it. The thing though is the killing joke is actually not one of my favorite stories. Mm-hmm. Um, there are better Joker stories. And that's the one that all everyone goes to. Um, not that we were asking, but the best Joker story is Batman, the man who laughs. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if if you want to do a best Joker story, that's what it is. I also really dug Jeff John's uh, Three Jokers. <laughs> Three Jokers was great. We could do an episode on that. Yeah, I love that. that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Three Jokers was fantastic. Um, I'll add it to... I, books we want to talk about um holy badcast actually uh the holy badcast podcast andy de genova and uh and company they they just had a fan ask about three jokers and who would you cast as the three jokers so that was an interesting question i you should listen to that it's a it's a holy badcast is always good yeah i do listen to holy badcast i did not listen to that episode yet but um yeah, that is uh you know what I would love? I would love just to answer that fan's question. <laughs> I would just love all three to be played by the same guy just playing totally different versions of himself. And you know what? I'll cast Tom Cavanaugh right now. <laughs> I, I let, so Tom Cavanaugh is the architect. <laughs> yes. He's the architect. He can he can play five hundred versions of Harrison Wells. He can play three versions of the Joker. So, so for me, it would be Tom Cavanaugh, uh, Neil Patrick Harris, and you know, I know he doesn't quite look the part, but Jack Black is a Joker, and I kind of <laughs> want to see it. I can't remember if any of those were the ones that they said on Holy Badcast. I can't remember who they said, um, but uh, Tom Cavanaugh, I endorse. First off, Tom Cavanaugh is one of my favorite people in the medium of TV. The guy's just awesome. He's a cool dude. Um, so, yeah, I highly endorse Tom Cavanaugh for Three Jokers. Oh, now I just want a Three Jokers movie. Um, God. At least get I, the animated one, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. happen at some point. Well, see, the thing is, some of those ones I don't want animated because I want a live-action Three Jokers. 
yeah, we're I never gonna know. get it, but yeah, they'll never do. And I'm fine with this in the sense of like, I, they'll never do like a straight up adaptation because it kind of sucks going to the movies and knowing exactly what's gonna happen. Right. Um, are are you like Civil War was so much yeah. fun because it just took the name and just yeah, totally it was different. Everything else, yeah, it was different. I've heard that. I haven't actually read Civil War, so. I can't talk to that as much, but are you excited about Joker Folly Ado? Are you excited oh. about that at all? No. I can't I'm trying to be excited about, about it. I'm I trying liked, to be excited about it. I liked Joker, but I cannot right now get too excited about Joker too. So Lady Gaga is the only reason I'm excited because I think she puts a lot of um a lot of effort into what she does and I think she's going to be great as Harleen Quinzel. The musical thing, I'm like, is it a full-blown musical or is it just musical production here or there? Uh, I, I just, I, I want to be excited about it because it's the only thing you're getting in 2024. I want to yeah. be excited about it. I, my problem with Joker is I haven't rewatched it since I left the theater. That's I a, did not, I did not go to theaters. I watched it on DVD. Uh-huh. Um, and watched it once and have not revisited it. So I funny story. You know the type of people that that movie draw, draws, right? Yeah. So I went to the movie theater with my dad, and I saw it after it had been out a, probably a week and a half at that point. We saw like a Wednesday showing. And this guy was getting popcorn and he comes up to us. He's like, are you here for Joker? I was like, yeah. And he's like, I've seen this movie 12 times. And my dad was like, he's going to shoot up the theater, isn't he? Like, it was like, we were nervous that he was going to see this movie 12 times. Because after we had saw it once, we're like, that's going to stick with you. Like, it's yeah. it's kind of like, it's kind of like you one of those movies you stay up at night thinking about sometimes. Because it's just like, it's twisted. I I would I think I would have liked the movie better though if I could believe that this would be a Joker that could take on Batman. I don't believe this is a Joker that could go on to take on Batman. No, he'd get his ass kicked. Like it would just be the movie would be a short. Yeah. <laughs> a digital short. And, and it is odd, like that Bruce is still so young. Like originally, I think so. I think they totally changed their intention with. I think the movie was supposed to be that this isn't really the Joker. It's like a, you know, maybe he inspires them later on. To, but now that they're bringing in Harley Quinn and it seems like they're kind of backtracking on that. And well, uh, it's just weird. They want to have their cake and they want to eat it. Too. He's going to be like uh, 80 facing Batman. So here's the thing. The Joker would have been a better movie if Bruce Wayne had no mention in the first one at all. Yeah. If you, you don't didn't have the alley all, scene. No. If you didn't have the alley scene, you didn't have the what's so funny, uh you wouldn't understand at the end. Like it's just I I think because there's there's kind of a clear line during the movie of what's real and what's not real. And then at the end you're like, I don't know where that line ends and and you know, it's so much left up to interpretation. So We'll, I guess we'll see how it got interpreted in the next year. Yeah, yeah. I see a lot of people know. hyped for it, and I just can't really get I, I'm hyped the... for Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. Although I will say, Lady Gaga and A Star Wars Born, that was one of my least favorite movies I've ever watched. I just like... I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. It was just so depressing, and it was just... It's so devoid of any happiness whatsoever. It's just like... I know that's the story, but oh god, it was just—it uh, was bad. Um, it was bad, and that song will never get out of my goddamn head. <laughs> but um, it—it's not even a bad song. It just will never get out of my damn head. Um, yeah, you know it's a DC podcast when you randomly talk about the Joker for twenty <laughs> minutes at the end of the show. Yeah, anything else about Rebirth before we... I, I think we hit on it pretty well. I just, I, I really want to hit on the read up to Flashpoint, and then yeah. we can do another show for Flashpoint, because 
if there's a comic I've read over and over and over again, it's Flash. Flashpoint is my my favorite not Batman story. And even though there's Batman in it, but <laughs> yeah, but he's not center stage. Oh, he's not a swing Batman too. Yeah, so we'll uh, uh, next week. I think we had planned on American Alien, right? Yeah, so, I like that idea. Um, yeah. I, I like that idea. I'm gonna have to get it digitally. I loaned it to a friend, and he never gave it back. Um, so I'll probably get it digitally to reread it. But uh, I might just get another copy of it because I love it so much. Um, uh, have you read that yet? Or are you gonna? No, I'll probably okay. i'll I'll find it on the. Um... All the app. Yeah. yeah, that's a good way to do it. All right. Um, I think we covered what we said we were going to cover. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, I think we covered everything. Yeah. I mean, leave them wanting more, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll, uh, uh, it's seven issues of American Alien. I'll have to yeah. decide an appropriate amount of time for that. Um, yeah, so we'll so next up, so we'll talk American Alien. So if anybody is following along with us there, you can listen to that. Or if you've ever um, if you never read it, you can read it. If you've already read it a million times, you can listen to us talk about it. Superman, American Alien. It is on uh, DC Universe Infinite. So if you are subscribed to that, you can read it. Um, and I'll give another little mini Arrowverse update. I don't know how far I'll get, but. Um, yeah, I'll probably I'll probably watch a good a good bit more, I guess. I, I don't really know like where to mark you know, like where I'll be at a crossover. I'll probably be like wildly uneven on the shows, meaning like I'll probably watch more friends than Pro and Supergirl and then catch up with those later. It's kinda how I do it. So when I I was behind most on Supergirl because I I didn't know if I was gonna like Supergirl or not, so I waited mm-hmm. for that, and then so I had three seasons to catch up on, I believe, for Supergirl. Then season four I was live, so mm-hmm. um, I I kind of waited on Supergirl, but you do enjoy the crossovers more when you watch them all. Um, I never really. I never watched Black Lightning. Um, I watched a few episodes. I didn't dislike it. I just, I just never hooked me, and I was just like, okay. Um, which I kind of want to rewatch it, but now it feels like there's no point because the Arrowverse is dead. Yeah. So it's like I kind of want to watch it because I, I've heard a lot of good things. Um, I never really watched Star Girl. I watched the first couple episodes. It's like I don't really like this. I heard so, it's really good, so I have it on my. It's list. not. It's not a bad show. It's just. It's just a show that I could live without. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's not a bad show. It's good quality, and uh, Luke Wilson is good in it. I I watched a few episodes. Again, it just didn't really hook me. Although the Justice Society stuff probably would get me in it if I stayed with it. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Well, any sort of feedback since you can. At Elseworlds DC fan on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email us elseworldsdcfan at gmail.com for any fan mail or suggestions. That comments. Give us your castings of the, the three jokers or you know, um yeah, your favorite we, we, panel we of stole that. anything. We like stole that. the three jokers thing shamelessly, but uh we did give credit. Uh, yes, as long as we credit it, it's fine. Yeah, it's an interesting question, though. I'm, I might have to re-listen to that and see who they think. But um, yeah, um, guys, it's been fun. Thank you for being along the ride with Jordan and I. Yeah, thank you all for watching or listening, and we'll catch you next week. <laughs>